With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Titans Town Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. The Titans are coming off of today a pretty rough loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 19-13 to in Pittsburgh, and we're going to talk all about it. But first, Tyler, tell everyone how they can support the show. Really simple. Go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans Time dot my shopify dot com slash collections slash all check out our hoodies t-shirts long sleeve shirts all kinds of stuff that we have on there if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast make sure you're following whether it be on stitcher spotify apple podcast leave us that five star rating leave us some comments questions we love that interaction if you're watching on youtube scroll down that subscribe button if it's red Click it, turn it gray, turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you like the video, leave a like on the video. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. Share the video with your family, friends, other football fans, and leave us a comment. We want to know your thoughts on this game and what you think went wrong with the Tennessee Titans. Also, make sure you're following us on social media on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time, Facebook, Titans time, and Instagram, Titans time podcast. Now, you said it was a disappointing loss, I believe. So it was a rough game. A rough game. Well, there's so many words you can use to describe this game. Piss poor second half, bad football, disappointing, rough. Either way, the Titans did not get the job done. And I want to throw this out there because on our preview, we talked about the Indy game, the Colts game, and the Patriots game, and which we would rather see happen, who we were rooting for. I said I didn't care either way because we needed the Titans to take care of business. No, none of this mattered unless they took care of business. And they didn't do that. And now looking back at that game, and knowing what we know now from the Titans game, you have Julio Jones who re-aggravated his hamstring injury, so he was out for the rest of the game for the whole second half. Now you have the Colts who beat the Patriots, and the Titans still need two more games, or to a swing of two games, to win the AFC South. The, the number one seed is out of the question now. There, there's no way they can get it. So, and now you're looking at facing a hot 49ers team who have won, I believe it's four out of their last five. At the time of recording this, I believe they are, yeah, they're putting it on the Falcons right now. 
Well, there's so, still, what, three, four weeks of football left? We'll have three weeks of football left. The Titans play the 49ers, the Dolphins, and then the Texans. And something tells me that the Titans' chance of winning the AFC South is going to come down to that Texans game. So my question is, if the Titans win out, there's still no chance that they come out with the one seed? No. Not no. any any chance or opportunity at all? The So the only team that so, has... I mean, the way that I see it, they're still neck and neck with the Patriots. Well, the Patriots have the tiebreaker over them. It, you know, it would depend on if the Patriots end up losing another game. And then it would really depend on if the Chiefs end right. up losing the game right. or not. Because the Chiefs, ever since losing to the Titans, have been red hot. I'm just, I don't think you can say there's no scenario that they come out with the number one seed. It's still a possibility. It's a very slim chance. But regardless, the number one thing that they need to focus on is winning the AFC South at this point because which is why it would have been good if the, the Colts would have lost because then they would have only needed one game. Well, I mean, you you can't control what other teams do. You can sit here and wish and say what I said on the last episode, you know, I hope the Colts actually win because then if the Titans go and take care of business, they're sitting in a good spot for the one seed. All they can control is what they do. If they would have won this game, they would be celebrating something either way they would either be celebrating the fact that they were the number one seed or that they were the afc south champions and they couldn't go take care of business on their own so at the end of the day that's what you got to focus on first and it sucks because they had control of this game in the first half but yeah they did um and I'm it's not going to. I even put them losing this game as much on the first half as the second, though, because there was a lot of opportunity that they should have capitalized on that would have ended the game in the first half. The very first play to Julio. Absolutely. And I know I haven't got to watch the post game press conference or all of it, but apparently. Uh, b- before you. Uh, another thing I want to throw out the play to Nick Westbrook. That was overthrown. That would have been an easy walk-in touchdown. Yes, that. But either way, Westbrook got his hands on that one. He should have still brought that catch in. Yes, but it, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. But if Tannehill puts it on him where it needs to be, it's a walk-in touchdown. Yes, and that's. I seen. I think it was something on Twitter where from Tannehill's post-game interview, he said that he did see Julio but he didn't think he had time to deliver the ball because there was pressure on him. But no one was within 10, 15 yards of Julio. Yeah, you just got to get it close. Yeah, you just you air it out. Like, yeah, you just, take a chance. Well, yeah, throw it as far as you can in that direction. Because and we if he runs under it, great. Yeah, or if he has to slow down for it, you know, still, he probably makes the catch and it's a big game. Right. But we've seen Tannehill stand in the pocket and take other shots through this game and still you know, try to deliver the ball. So why not do it on that first play? Again, you put it on the money, and Julio, it's a walk-in touchdown for Julio. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's, instead, so they go three things, and out. there's so many things with this team that frustrates me. And honestly, Derrick Henry being on the field – does a good cover up 
cover up job of hiding all of that stuff, um, making it not as apparent. And then when he's not out there, it's just glaring. You know, it's like, oh my God, this is just, there, there's so many things that this team still has to get better at, even though they do have the potential and they are a good enough team to go all the way through the playoffs. It's just, there, there's a couple of things here and there. One, number one, the turnovers. I mean, they said it on the broadcast several, several times today and not not to really look too much into what they say because <laughs> it's not like they're really putting out that great of stuff all the time anyways. But they were right when they said when the Titans win the turnover battle, they win the game regardless of whether they have Derrick Henry or not. And it, they've just not been winning. The, they haven't even been close lately to winning the turnover battle. And I want to say right quick, we're going to be critical of the Titans in this video because this was another game. They had every chance to win well, this game. This was another game where the defense plays at such an elite level and gives this team opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to win the game, put the game away, and the Titans offense just comes up short or they decide to get the turnover bug and you know one it's like whenever that first turnover happens, it just it goes crazy for the Titans offense. Let me pose this question to you right here as a little aside, not necessarily about the game today. I think it'd be great for just a second here to just think about something that's not specifically them completely throwing this game away to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've now seen both sides. You've seen last season the team having – offensive success and the defense not being able to keep the other offense out of the end zone. And then this season you've seen as of lately, the defense having a lot of success, giving the offense every opportunity to win the game and the offense not capitalizing, which is, is the worst out of the two. Man, that's, that's tough because Obviously, when it comes down to it, the Titans are still 9-5 and five right now. They're the three seed in the playoffs. They're atop the AFC South because of how they opened up the season and that great stretch that they went on. But, you know, right now, looking back at some of the games that they've lost, I mean, you look at the scores and you're like, if this is last year's offense, we're blowing these teams out. Yeah. With, with sure. this defense. And I I really don't know which I you know, which I would prefer. Yeah. Uh, because, I, I guess I guess maybe the to an extent I would prefer this year because then you know that the the defense is gonna do their job and play it at an elite level and keep you in the game. I I almost to a point feel like last season was better for me because one, it was always entertaining no matter what. I mean, there was always scoring going on no matter which team had the ball. And then if it came down to the Titans having the ball and needing a score, you felt confident. Yeah, and today's game, I believe in this team. We've been over that. I'm I'm optimistic. And when they had the ball, 
they were going down the field. The play calls that they had going down the field on that last drive where they were running all over the Steelers' defense, I'm like, just run the ball all the way down the field. Yeah, I felt great. Don't, I mean, it's a bad Steelers' defense, yeah, and they were taking advantage of it. They were getting five yards here, four yards, five. I mean, just in chunks, they were just yeah, getting down the don't, field. Don't leave them any time. Drive down the field, score a touchdown. But once the Titans switched to throwing the ball more on that last drive, I was like, why this the the whole throughout the whole game if you notice when the titans started going away from the run and started putting started throwing the ball on consecutive downs bad things happened the they weren't able to stop your run game today i believe the titans had let me find it here 201 rushing yards today like this is the at least the second game where they have ran all over a team. You look back at the Patriots game, over 200 yards rushing that game. They lost that game because of turnovers. Like, that that shouldn't happen. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned last year's team because we kind of seen a little bit of a preview of this year's team in the wild card playoff game. Because that was the game where the offense struggled, didn't really show up, but the defense kept them in the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's it's just frustrating because there is so much to be excited for about this team, and, and it seems like that uh, – it's like you're looking out over the horizon and, you, you know, you're you're walking, you're headed that way. You're headed towards – the your players coming back you're headed towards Derrick Henry coming back you're headed towards having AJ and Julio both on the field who knows when that's going to happen now with Julio hurt and you're looking out and you're like it, once we just get there we're once golden. we get there we're oh man it, it's going to be great because you we know how that team was playing at the beginning of the season when we had Henry you know AJ and Julio were hit and miss then you know do they play do they not do we have both of them do we have either one of them and if we can just get to the point where they're all on the field and we have this offense all together, the defense is playing great. Things are going to look really, really good for us. And then it seems like as you as you continue getting closer and closer to that, it continues to get further and further away, and it it just starts to get frustrating because you're like, we would compete with any team in the league when fully healthy, and I don't know of any team – that is more injured than the Titans are right now. Yeah, I I don't either. I mean, you can make an argument maybe for – You can make an argument for this week because of all of the players that have been out with COVID. But even even then, you know, they're missing – there are some teams this week that were missing some really good players, and I still don't feel like they were right, as beat as, up as the Titans. Just as far as how many players have been used and everything else, no one is coming close to – the Titans. I mean, it's and, a, it, is, it is literally a practice squad team out there. And, and it's showing because um, Julio, like I said, didn't play in the second half. And guess what? The Titans didn't score in the second half. They weren't able to move the ball down or, you know, they would start moving the ball. And, again, turnovers would happen. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But my next question to you is – like you said, 
it looks like we're starting to get this team back. They're starting to come back healthy. Then Julio, bam, re-injures his hamstring. So how concerned are you about that? Well, for me, and these are two completely different types of players, but for me, it comes down to where is Golden Tate and when is he going to be able to step in and how effective is he going to be? Because I know that you told me a couple weeks ago, A.J. Brown should be able, could be able to come back for the 49ers game Thursday night. And if you if you go out there with A.J. Brown and Golden Tate and then have these guys that, you know, have not been playing that well, but at this point you're not asking them to be number one and number two. You're asking them to be three and, three and down. I feel okay with that because we, we have these running backs that have been playing good. I mean, we've got Foreman, Hilliard, uh, McNichols played awesome today, I felt like. He had that scare early on, and then, you know, he came back and still played really, really well. I think you can put together some sort of offense that can win you games until Henry gets back with that, you know. And, and regardless if Julio has to sit until Derrick Henry comes back as well and, and they're ready for the playoffs, we're ready to go, I think until then, you can, you can make that work. But where is Golden Tate? What's going on? Why are we putting the guys out there that we are right now? And if this is if this is the best you can do until then, you're in trouble. But there is a little bit of hope because AJ Brown will eventually, hopefully, come back. Okay, so I get where you're coming from there. I guess I should have been more specific with my question. Is Julio has hurt this hamstring again. This hamstring has been bothering bothering him all year long. He's been on IR once for it. If he goes on IR again, he's done for the season. So specifically for Julio, with re-injuring this hamstring, the Titans making this trade for him, and it seems like he just can't get this hamstring healthy. He's... He is a in his lower 30s. How concerned are you about that? No, I see what you're saying. And I still come back with my same answer because <laughs> I like I don't know how severe this re-aggravated hamstring is right now. I I mean I can't really speak on that because I don't know what's if he's out for the rest of the season, well, I'm concerned about that specific situation for Julio, and that sucks, you know spent some some valuable assets to get Julio here and he didn't really provide much uh it's another one of those busted scenarios where it, it, it you can almost compare it to who would you compare it to um uh, I mean kind of gives me uh almost like Randy Moss type vibes except you you give up a little bit more I feel like um but if all of these other things can pan out the way that I'm talking about if A.J. Brown can come back and be at 100%, if Golden Tate can fill in and actually be a serviceable number two wide receiver, I'm not all that concerned about it. And, I mean, I think maybe you can let Julio give him a couple of weeks here. And if he's able to 
to do something, if he's able to make some strides towards coming back, try to rest him until the playoffs. But if it looks like he's just going to continually have this nagging at him, just put him on IR and, and be done with it. All right. Well, because you could use that extra roster spot, I'm sure. So before we take a break and get back to talking about the game, I'm going to say this going forward. Again, still believe in this Titans team. But if they don't get A.J. back this week, say it takes a little bit longer for him to come back, the Titans are left with these offensive players that they have. I'm not going to call them weapons. Um, Going forward, they're really going to have to rely on their defense even more to make big plays and possibly score to get a win because while I am still confident in this team, I'm not as confident in them if our receiving core that we're going into games with does not include AJ or Julio, possibly even Golden Tate. I mean, just someone who can actually make plays and make things happen for us because, again, we still need that two-game swing. Where, where's Des Bryant at? I mean, let's get somebody <laughs> in here that can catch a football and hold on to Not even That's not what I'm concerned about. We can do that. Hold on to it after well, you catch it. We'll get into that more. But right now, let's take a little bit of a break from talking about the game and let's segue into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. Well, points are great, right? Yeah. I mean, touchdowns, I mean, points. It's not the Titans' forte this season, but – you still would have even made some money if you would have bet on the Titans to score because they were they were able to at least pull that out you know, <laughs> in the first half. Yeah, in the first half. But that's all that you needed because with the with the promo that DraftKings has going on, use promo code TPPN and bet one dollar on any team to score, and you could win one hundred dollars in free bets. Super simple. I mean, points are almost a given in the NFL nowadays. Not going to say that it can never happen. But it's not likely that a team doesn't score any points. If the sportsbook's not available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And going to start this segment off with just letting everybody know, this is not betting advice. Because while for the most part on the season I have, you know, I was above 50%, before going into this game this time i i I did not do good i i said the titans money line and i said big ben was going to throw an interception neither one of those things happened so i believe that puts me at 11 of 22 on the year and i'm trying to remember what your bets were so for one i said that Najee harris would would score a touchdown that didn't happen but under 43 and a half did hit on that one 
Um, and so that brings me to six of 22. Yeah. Six of 22. So I am still doing a little bit better than you. And I do want to say, I talked about a couple more, um, bets that looked interesting to me. And that was Titans over two and a half total touchdowns. We touched on this in our preview. You said no on that one. And then I said both teams to score 20 plus points. I thought that would happen. You said no. Maybe those, you know, maybe you should have went with something opposite was, of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I was pretty dialed in on how I thought this game was going to go. Uh, when I first came up with my score prediction, it was 17 to 14. And I originally had the Steelers winning, and I switched that to the Titans just probably minutes before we started recording. Um, so as far as the tempo of the game and the scoring of the game, I, I was pretty close on where I thought it would be. I did think that the Titans would come out on top, though. But I was a little yeah, bit wrong there. Just a little bit. Now, getting back to talking about this game, if I gave you these stats, if I said one team possessed the ball for a little over 39 minutes, one just under 21 minutes, one team had 318 total yards, and one team had 168 total yards. One team, 201 yards rushing, the other 35. Who would you say won this game? I would say that I think one team struggled on offense but was able to keep drives going just enough to hold on to the ball for a ridiculous amount of time and then turn it over. That, that's not what I'm asking you. I didn't I didn't get that <laughs> stat for a reason. The stats that I gave you, which team would you say? Was I opening up some fresh wounds there? <laughs> which team would you say probably won the game? Yeah, the, obviously. The one with the more time of possession. The stats more are yard. lopsided for the Titans. Yeah. For this one. So the stat that I left out was the turnover differential. The Titans had four turnovers, and the Steelers had none. Now, there's one of those that we will touch on here in a minute that the Titans could have had one on the board. But, again, apparently whenever one person gets butterfingers, it spreads to the rest of the team. Because first half we've seen Ferkser fumble. He caught a pass. It was going to be a first down. He turned up field. Didn't cover the ball up. Coughs it up. Steelers get it. And Can we just talk about how terrible he's been this season? He has not been good, and we both thought that he would emerge as the tight end one. And we will take responsibility and say that that was a bad take on our part. And I pointed this out to you when we seen him fumble in this game. I said, why on earth when you catch that ball and you go to turn up field, you know you have guys right there around you why are you not covering it up with both arms? Why are you just letting it hang free down in one arm? Because you know that the other team is going to be going for that. Like, I'm sure you see it preached to your defense in practice. Punch at that ball. You know, force that turnover. Why are you not covering it up? The Titans have been 
I, I don't know. I don't have any stats to back this up, but it seems like they have fumbled this season more than any team has fumbled. They've yeah, had trouble, especially here lately. And They've had trouble holding on to the ball. Then the next fumble, there was one that they almost tried to give to Foreman whenever he was clearly down. Luckily, they reviewed that really quick and switched it, saying he didn't fumble. But then you have Racing McMath, who comes across the middle, makes the catch. He wasn't going to get the first down. But somehow when he took the hit, and it was a shot, he his elbow didn't touch, his knee didn't touch. Going back and look at it, looking at it, the announcers thought that his shin had touched, which would put him down. Replay officials didn't think so. And he popped back up, and the ball just popped out of his hands. Steelers pick it up, able to run it down the field just a little bit. And, again, just really great field position for the Steelers to start out with. Then you have Ryan Tannehill, who just mishandled a snap from Ben Jones. Puts it on the ground and just kind of stares at it while seeing Foreman dive for it, seeing Steelers guys dive for it. I mean, granted, I don't want Tannehill to get hurt, but you, you got to try and get back on that ball. Later in the game, we see him get hit, strip sack. Luckily, the Titans are able to get back on it. The interception that he had, I'm blaming that more on play calling because I felt like that play call should have been a run. Why are you throwing right there? And it just, it was tip drill. It got tipped at the line. Steelers uh, were able to pick it off. Just, it it was too easy for them there. So, as, as a result of this game, and honestly as a result of going back to the Texans game, the Patriots game, this game, the turnovers that the Titans have had recently, which in all three of those games, I think we can agree, turning the ball over cost them every single one of those games. Oh, 100%. There's no question about it, right? So they have put themselves in quite a bit of a hole here compared to where they were prior to the Texans game. Um, right after the Rams game, it actually is where I'll set. I, I guess was that did they have a game in between those or was that or were those back to back? They had the Rams then Saints. Rams right, right. So right after the Rams game, and I guess technically with the Saints game with them coming out with a win there, they were sitting in a really good spot. I mean, great shot at the one seed. Didn't seem like there was going to be a chance that anyone else won the AFC South. But now, especially going forward without Julio, and if A.J. Brown doesn't make it back for next week, you're in a really bad spot because there's real danger that the Titans don't even make the playoffs. And that sucks to say, but I think it's a real possibility. I mean, what do you think? I think they'll still end up making the playoffs. but Because here's, here's the way that things are kind of looking now. The Colts have now finished their game. They're sitting at eight and six. Titans played their game. They lost. They are sitting at nine and five. 
The Colts are playing better than the Titans right now. I think you, we can both I, agree I, on that. I can agree with that. The Colts are in a really, really good spot now with the Cardinals looking like they completely collapsed today. If they play that same way, the Colts are going to absolutely destroy them. I'm hoping that the Cardinals rebound. If they don't rebound, then things are not looking great for the Titans because you can you can see this flip in a, a matter of no time at all. And the Titans are sitting here fighting for a wild card spot at that point. Say they don't get A.J. back and Julio is out. Can this offense go in and beat the 49ers who are putting it on the Falcons right now? Don't get me wrong, the Falcons aren't great, but neither are the Titans right now. So then you're sitting in a scenario where the Titans are fighting with the Chargers, with the Bills, the Browns, the Bengals, even the Steelers, who they just lost to, for a a playoff spot here. And there's a real scenario where if they drop one of those last two games between the Dolphins and the Texans, and I know that those are not great teams, that's kind of something I've been preaching – but if they happen to, you know, be missing AJ Brown for an extra week, it's like, okay, now we're in real danger of losing to the Dolphins here. There's a scenario where they completely miss the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that there's that chance. Again, I still think they make the playoffs. I think they'll end up doing enough to at least make it in. I still believe they win the AFC South. It does you know, just kind of circle back to, yes, the one seed would have been nice if the Titans would have took care of business today, but it also would have been nice if the Patriots could have beat the Colts and the Titans only needed one win or one more Colts loss to lock up the division because then you know you're guaranteed a spot. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, the turnovers have been a problem for the Titans, and the main thing is – turning the ball over and giving your opponent great field position. Like, there's a reason that besides the Titans' defense playing really good against the Steelers, there's a reason why their yards gain or total yards wasn't that much. is because they were starting on the Titans' side of the field pretty much the entire second half. You can't have that, and you're asking a big... You know, you're asking your defense to do a lot when you do that because you're giving them a short field to work with. And, again, the Titans' defense continues to step up and keep them in the games. And that's one thing I do want to say. Overall, yes, the Colts are probably playing better than the Titans right now. I still think if you put it on Carson Wentz to win games, the Colts don't win. Just like if you put it on Ryan Tannehill to win games, the Titans don't win. But the Colts' defense is playing good. The Titans' defense is playing really good. And the Titans' defense playing really good is what I think gives them the best shot. Well, this is the main difference between the Colts and the Titans right now. The Colts got that MVP. Don't. They got that MVP in the backfield. Don't. I'm already pissed off about a Titans loss. Don't get me fired up even more. I'm I'm just kidding. But (laughs) listen, seriously, here's the thing. The whole Derrick Henry and and Jonathan Taylor, like here's the thing. If Derrick Henry didn't win it, Jonathan Taylor is not going to win it. But I'm not going to be, you know, uh, upset at Jonathan Taylor 
for having a really, really great season just because people are, are talking about him for a potential MVP. I mean, people were, were discussing Derrick Henry as a potential MVP option. Not, not to the level that they are with Jonathan Taylor, though. But don't get me wrong. He's not going to win it. He's not I mean, going to win it. That w- that's the biggest thing is because he plays in Indy, he's went on this stretch, and it's like, oh, my gosh, look at this shiny new toy. He, he's got to win MVP. Like, what Henry was doing before he got hurt, you'd hear, you know, hey, could could this possibly, you know, you would, like you said, you hear very little chatter about it. And, again, I'll admit, Jonathan Taylor, he is a really good running back. I'm. It's good to see the Colts have finally figured out, hey, he is a workhorse running back. If we feed him, good things can happen. Like, but but I mean that that seriously is the main difference between the two teams right now. Because like you said, the Colts defense is playing really good. The Titans defense is playing really good. They both have quarterbacks that are good when they have a running back that they can rely on. But by themselves, and especially when you take away the top two targets, are they going to carry the team? No. The Titans don't have their all-star, MVP, workhorse running back. The Colts do have their all-star, MVP, workhorse running back. And the most valuable player, as in most valuable to their team, is what I'm coming at, coming uh, <laughs> from there. I, I get what you're saying. Um, now, last thing I want to hit on, and I'm going to say this, I am not blaming this loss. Uh oh, here we go. No, here we no, go. Listen, let me let me get this out there. I the am, zebras got it out for him. No, I'm not I'm blaming I'm this loss on the officials. The, the I mean, the Titans' turnovers is what killed them this game, but the officials did not help out because if you really look at it, the Titans' defense truly only gave up nine points. The Steelers touchdown, there were, I believe, three penalties or possibly even four called on that drive on the Titans. I think it's three looking at it now. You have the first down play where Buster, uh, how do you say his last name? Buster Screen made a, had a great pass breakup. They called defensive pass interference on him. Luckily, there was an offensive holding call to offset that penalty. That was not defensive pass interference. Both guys were hand fighting a little bit. Both guys were trying to make a play on the ball. That's, I mean, that's how you lay it out to the defensive players, is you need to be trying to make a play on the ball. I don't know what else he could have done. Then you have, so that gave the Steelers a reset, replay first down. Then you have the unnecessary roughness penalty on Christian Fulton where he hit, uh, how do you say this? Steelers. Yeah, hit him. And, yes, it is unfortunate that he got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. I know he's. they say he has a concussion. But it was not a dirty hit or anything. You can't. Given how physical they had let these teams play, look at the hit that uh, Hayward had on McNichols on the Titans' touchdown drive. He hit him in the head and shoulder area. No flag was thrown. 
So how are you going to turn around and throw it on this? I mean, you just you have to be consistent. And then you have the defensive pass interference on Christian Fulton, where they say he interfered with Claypool. But if you go back and watch that, Claypool is pushing him the entire time. So how is that not offensive pass interference if he's pushing him back out of the way? So that those three penalties kept that drive alive for the Steelers and helped them get down the field to score their only touchdown. Now, as for their other three points, I mentioned the Titans almost had a turnover this game. But that got overturned by the refs calling a roughing the passer on Jeffrey Simmons, where when you look at it, he got shoved by an offensive lineman and fell down because of it into Big Ben's lower legs. Now, if I walk up behind you and you're already going forward some and I shove you and you fall down, are you in control of that? No. I mean, you you can't help that. That flag should have never been thrown. The Titans would have fought. They had forced a fumble, recovered it. That could have been the momentum swing that they needed to get this game back under control. That call reversed it. Steelers were able to kick a field goal, and that's where the other three points come in. But you take away those calls, and again, the Titans' defense only allowed nine points, technically. Well, technically they allowed 19. Well, you get what I'm saying. And it's a Titans win. But, again, not going to put it on the officials. Well, it sounds like you just no. did. It really, <laughs> really does. No, I, I told before I said all of that, the Titans' turnovers, without those, the Titans still probably Absolutely. win this game. And that's where you but have you, – you have, yes, the refs made a lot of bad calls that put the Titans in bad situations, but you have a situation of two different things. One, you can control, right. and one you can't control. So but the, if they had – if they had not made those turnovers, which was – what they could control, the penalties wouldn't have mattered. True. But you cannot let certain calls influence the outcome of games. You get what I'm saying? So you are saying that the refs influence the outcome of the game. I'm just confused, man. I'm just confused. Either way, it's on the Titans. They should have took care of business. They didn't do it. The defense, still playing at an elite level. Can't ask much more of them. I mean, they, they're doing everything they can. We need the offense to step up. Agreed. Going to be a short week. Got to turn it around quick. Go against a hot 49ers team. We'll be getting that game preview out, hopefully, early this week. And maybe the Titans are able to go, or are able to come back to Nissan Stadium, take care of business. It would be huge yeah. if they could do that. It, it would make things look a lot better. Absolutely. But that's all I have for this game. I don't know if you have anything no, else. I don't have anything else. Um, I mean, other than the fact that they just have to stop making turnovers, and I, I don't know. I mean, if you can just stop turning the ball over, you're already going to be in better shape. And then just be smart. You know, in certain situations, don't throw the ball. 
behind the line to gain when you know you have to get a first yeah, down. Okay, I did forget about that. How you know how many yards you have to go for the first down. How are you going to run a route short of that? Exactly. And even as the quarterback, you know that guy has run his route short of the sticks. Why are you throwing it to him? I would rather Tannehill have took a shot at the end zone or took a shot at someone past the sticks rather than throwing it short of the sticks and losing that way. Yeah, I would rather have been an incomplete pass, whatever, than to to complete the pass and it'd be short. Because it was definitely short. I mean, that was not a bad call. No, Uh, I mean, they they gave a gracious spot. Oh, for sure. if they were going to go off that spot, then yes, it should have been a Titans first down. But when you really look at it, he was nowhere close to it. Yeah, I, I agree with you right there. Um, but yeah, that's all that I've got. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And like he said, leave down in the comments what you thought about this game. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.